Another Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, and I just showed my guests around, and they were pretty impressed with the space. If you're living in the Detroit or Ann Arbor area and you need a place to practice uh, your band, uh, do a mix for your album, practice your DJ skills, or perhaps even a podcast, Grove Studios in Ypsilanti is a really cool space that you can rent 24-7. It is a keypad operation. Uh, without them, I would not be doing this podcast. I've said that a number of times. Uh, they have given me the, the nudge, you should do a podcast, and then they've given me the space, and they've been very supportive. Uh, I want to thank the, the whole crew there at Grove. And I want to thank the handful of patrons who have decided to come on with uh, me on Patreon, which helps me pay for the professional video that I occasionally pay for. Today, I'm experimenting with a rented camera and some lights. So if it looks a little different, this is me just trying to make it better for you people. And if I had more patrons, I could always hire a professional crew. <laughs> But today I'm happy to welcome a duo who probably have a Patreon of their own. No, nope. no, no. Gold Pine does not have a Patreon page. No, nope. I was hesitant. It was a weird like, ask people for money. Okay, that's weird. Ask people for money for something that I enjoy doing already, even if I don't get paid for it. Oh, that's weird too. Um, <laughs> so I tried, and you know, it was it was the words of Joe Pug who said it's you know it's less than a cup of coffee if you want to give me five bucks a month, and if like a hundred people did that, then I could afford to do a couple of pro pro videos for the for the thing. But anyway, not about me. It's about you. <laughs> uh, the duo Ben Cassie Ben and Cassie Wilson, a Nashville based band, thirteen or fourteen years married. Did you just 14. say fourteen? Mm -hmm. Did we just have an anniversary? In June, yeah. June twenty fourth. I, I feel like any of the uh, the videos I watched of you guys talking about how long you've been married it had been a different number so that's why i was mm -hmm. like uh oh i think i think i've been lied to <laughs> i just made a quick change cassie say something just fun fun oh there we go i think oh, I, just the, the microphone had a slightly different feel to it for a second there i wanted to make sure before we continue down that i had you in in the mix there um uh, the converted van that you live in, much like my previous guests, uh, Ordinary Elephant, is uh, mm -hmm. out in the, the parking lot. You're traveling home. You've racked up uh, several awards over your careers uh, so far. You've opened for at least Indigo Girls and Ricky Lee Jones, I noticed as I was combing through your your uh, backstory. Mm -hmm. A new record that you just handed me, which is over there. Oh, I had it in the yeah. Rockstar Sign It with the Gold Sharpie. The new album is available. and I'm going to show it to the cameras. There's a camera way over here, too. <laughs> An album called Two. And uh, this is where probably our focus of music is going to be today, I imagine. It yeah, doesn't have to be. Yeah. That. Okay. Well, what would you like to start with, musically speaking? <laughs> you want to do, you want to do, uh, do you have me? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off strong right here. Oh. <laughs> this is the first single off uh, that the new album there. It's called Do You Have Me? <laughs> I got troubles on my mind I got a river a mile wide You call me up on the telephone But you only call cause you're all alone Yeah, I got a few troubles of my own You say I have you Hold on to the pace 
it now But someday it's gonna come falling out And you ain't even ready for the final hour crap <laughs> i mean I've, I've listened to the song uh listening from my computer and the you know, tiny speakers and not 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 the full like cd in the car so i've heard i mentioned that but in front of me is like <laughs> it's a tour de force it is a you better save that till the end of the show when you're doing it live because you're going to blow your voice out <laughs> that's an amazing song thank you thank you so much so good goldpine is the guest today on acoustic alternatives do you have me is the name of the song from two that uh, starts off the album and uh, i am happy to, very much to have them in the studio now we first met as i brought you on stage earlier this year at the Nor'easter Festival on a cold June day? It was so cold. And we had just flown in from Montana. Yeah, and probably not that much warmer there. <laughs> well, uh, not much, but I just wasn't expecting it to be so cold here. And we flew from Montana, so all I had was like a blue jean jacket that had, it was super old and had holes in it, and a tank top. Oh, yeah. I was so cold. Unprepared for the... I wasn't ready. June isn't normally like that in Michigan. I know. It's yeah, I wouldn't expect it to be. We're usually like, you know, ready to be warm. And it's usually not quite this cool uh, this early in the year in September and August, too, which we've had weird yeah. temperatures. But it was still a wonderful performance, and it left an impression. And then when you reached out to me and said, can you be? I'm like, oh, it's a busy week. I don't really have a lot of time to prep this one, and I'm doing stuff that I try. But do I want to miss the opportunity? No, I don't want to miss the opportunity. Well, thanks. No, I'm, I'm glad you guys reached out because it would have been a... I wish I'd have had them when they were in town because they were 
playing right in between, like the, the place that I record is it between was, the two towns. It <laughs> was so perfect. Yeah, it was so perfect. Perfect storm. So what are you going to do about that? So um, we're going to focus a little bit on each of you, talk about your back histories. And since Cassie has got the, the voice that really powers the machine, I think, <laughs> uh, I hope this is a compliment. As I was listening to the two records, I'm feeling a lot of Brandy Carlisle. I'm feeling oh, like thank you. I'm feeling like if she had to go down and she was scheduled to do a show, you could step in. <laughs> oh my gosh. And she's one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites too. How could she it's know? an honor for you to say that. What a what a nice compliment. I would gladly be her un- understudy. Yeah, that's really what I meant, an understudy. But honestly, I can't hit those notes. Like she's Are you sure? Mm-hmm. What did I just hear a second ago? She's in a whole new stratosphere. If she did that song, it would sound a lot like that. Brandy, I would love for you to do that song. Brandy, if you're listening, I mean, we I have interviewed <laughs> you twice before. Maybe you remember me. <laughs> um, no, anyway, uh, that's... Thank you. Yeah, that that's a good comparison. I know it's hard. Do Artists generally probably don't want to be compared to somebody else when they're... We, we need a point of reference sometimes. I was going to say, it, it, to me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the thing is, th- when someone is they're doing it as a compliment and and they're doing it because they're finding some connectivity to something they already like. Right. So to me, I, I don't mind. And I do the same thing to other people too. Well, an old story from my past. uh, If you know who David Wilcox is, when I was first discovering David's music and I was so excited about it, I wanted to share it with other people like, Oh, if you like, and you have to find a, if you like, you'll like, yeah. David. And if you like James Taylor, you'll like David. And that's the, and I told him that once he's like, well, we're not really the same. Like, I know you're not the same. It wasn't, I wasn't yeah. trying to say like you're copying James Taylor. I'm just saying that in a category of singers, that's who you remind me of. And if you're a fan of James, you're going to be a fan of David. And so that's the point I'm trying to make. That's you're, what Spotify does. That's what everybody right, else does. Right. I was doing it. Yeah. I was doing it it's 20 years thing. ago. So anyway, you were uh, way ahead of the game. I know. <laughs> so you were raised on Pines road in what city in Alabama? So I was <clears throat> born in Coleman, oh. Alabama, and then raised in Somerville. And Somerville is small. When I graduated high school in 2000, I don't even think we had a red light. Oh, my goodness. So we drove, like, it was the country. So drove 30 minutes to Walmart, 30 minutes to the mall. You don't, you don't want to forget something. Gas. Yeah. You don't want to forget to get gas in yeah, the car. Yeah, yeah. But remember, gas was. I remember getting gas for ninety nine cents. So I do too. Do I'm turning. Yeah. I'm turning into an old person. I'm talking about the good old days. <laughs> remember gas at ninety nine cents. I, I have my Trans Am. I go fill up for ten bucks and be like, "Let's go." You don't seem old awesome. enough to remember ninety nine cent gas. I don't think you're old enough for that. But okay, if you say so. <laughs> uh, what kind of things were you doing on those uh, country roads? Good things, bad things. <laughs> so my daddy. Um, collected muscle cars and would restore them to their original self. Mm-hmm. And so there was this, uh, I just, w- when I think of Pines Road, it just makes me smile. There's like this straightaway, like a long straightaway before you take the curb <laughs> to go to our house. And we would just, I remember my drag racing down that, that road. Like you? I personally wasn't doing it, but I was in the passenger seat with my daddy or my brother. And I just, I, re- I remember I would love it. Just my okay. Say we'd go to the the gas station, and I'd be sitting in the in the seat beside my dad, and there wouldn't be it. It wasn't even finished. It just had the seats in there, and he'd like drop it, and then it would just throw me back. And I remember as a little girl, I was like, ah! I loved how it would just he you know he'd pop it, and it would go so fast and throw me. So that's kind of when I think of Pines Road, I think of just that straightaway and 
you know, beautiful too because it's like you have neighbors, but you can't see them. Like they're very far away. So literally just like country life, country living, and it was pretty peaceful and and wonderful and and cool to grow up that way. But I cannot imagine living that way now. Well, what did you do for fun then? You didn't have a phone. I mean, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Didn't you peel out over snakes on that road? (laughs) I did. There's we we had a lot of rattlesnakes and a bunch of snakes and so I would we'd all just peel out over them to to ki- to kill them. <laughs> well, yes, they, so they didn't kill you. So we would save the children that were playing. Yes, that's what it was. Um, yes, we did that. Um, I played softball and I was very involved in school. So pretty much anything you could do, I was involved with it. And because there wasn't a lot to do, you know, so I I, I was a cheerleader for. A number of years and did played softball and ran track and just did everything and where did singing come into play i started singing in choir i just remember auditioning for choir when i was maybe in like going into junior high school and only did it because i liked it never thought i wanted to pursue it as a career just thought it was fun another activity to do to not be not be at home (laughs) And I really just liked it. So that's kind of where it started. But never at that, I mean, I never crossed my mind that I would be doing it for a living. Hmm. That's mind-blowing to me looking back. What did you do in between making making a living at it, which is hard to do as folk musicians, but I'm using air quotes. And, and then, like, did you have jobs that you enjoyed that you, like, put on your resume? <laughs> oh, before I did music full-time? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, I moved to Nashville when I was 19 years old. And for music, for music okay. to pursue, to pursue music. So I started a l- pretty late in life and, um, I sang at a karaoke bar in Nashville for years. And it was funny because the thing that everybody told me not to do is what I went and did. They're like, don't go, don't go sing in the karaoke bar. You know, people don't take you serious and blah, blah, blah. So I went and did it. I auditioned, I got the job, but I made so much money. And I was blown away. My first night, I sang on a Thursday night. Then me and the other girl made $400 each in tips. That's and I was good. like. I could do this. this. I've made it. Yeah. I was night, I was 20 years old, you know. <laughs> I'd been working at the body shop clothing store making what? I don't know, five, seven dollars an hour. I was like, this is amazing. Right. So anyways, I did that. And then um, I ended up blowing my voice out and had to have vocal surgery at 23. And so then I was like, what am I going to do? So I started bartending and I didn't drink hardly at all. So I went to bartending school to learn how to make drinks. (laughs) And then I bartended for gosh, almost 10 years before I fully quit to do music full time. And we've been doing music full time 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Working out. Okay. I think. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it. For, I mean, for Grateful. me, as fan, <laughs> uh, I heard in an interview you did last year, you mentioned Boys to Men, Toby Keith, Lionel Richie. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> trying to find a line between those three. Uh, your your country soul voice. Yeah, that's kind of what developed. So con- yeah, country soul is kind of what I what I called it when I moved to Nashville that I was pursuing because I love that's I just grew up listening to like. Like I said, what I really gravitated toward was, was like Boys to Men, Montel Jordan, Lionel Richie, um, Sisters with Voices, mm-hmm. and just Aretha Franklin. I just loved soul and like R&B. I just loved it. But my mom and dad lived, listened to a lot of country and all that stuff. And so it, it was in me. And when you hear me talk, you're like, okay, she's country. Sure. And so it just, I don't know, just kind of melted them together. And that's kind of, I just was 
I was so open to so many different musical things. That's why I just kind of shoved them all together. And I'm grateful for that. I'm glad they listened to everything. Sure. Because it really opened my ears to everything. Well, I threw Brandy at you, but who do you think are your vocal peers in the current music scene? Like Brandy Carlisle. But for sure. Ben introduced me to her music when we first started dating, which was like 17 years ago. And one of our wedding songs was The Story. Oh. And I special place in my heart for that love one. her voice. Who doesn't? Um, Dummies. Oh, sorry. Right? P- people <laughs> that don't know. So I love her and I love Laura McKenna. Just saw Laurie. Did at you? The, at the Ark. Yeah. With oh, nice. Mark Arelli okay. on guitar, Mark Arelli opening. Yeah, great show. Yeah, yeah. I like she her. She writes some pretty fantastic songs, that girl. Yeah, <laughs> she speaks to my heart. Yes. <clears throat> I know how you feel. Well, I'm glad that music found you, even if it wasn't like the thing you decided at six years old you were going to do, you found it later in life. It's pretty cool that way. It's pretty cool that way. And Ben comes from, it seems like a contemporary Christian influence. Again, if I'm doing my back research, if that's correct, you can correct me or maybe you say, yes, that's right. Yeah. Grew up in Iowa and listened to, like my parents mainly listened to worship music and CCM, Christian contemporary music. Uh... And so I grew up on that in high school and then, or th- up to high school. And then in high school, I guess I started branching out and listening to alternative folk rock, or alternative rock. And Counting Crows was a huge influence on me. And um, that first album's a, yeah, a yeah, gem. Yeah, yeah, and everything after. <laughs> and it was just, um, it was kind of a game changer for me hearing somebody uh, like Adam Duritz and the way that he could emote uh I don't know. Sometimes you didn't understand what he was talking about, but it didn't even matter because you just felt something yeah. when he was singing it. I agree. And I love that. And so that was definitely a big influence on me. Just that raw feeling in the vocal. Yeah. I have, a, generally speaking, a large music collection, which has many genres of music in it. And I actually do have a section of contemporary Christian music, a couple of boxes full. Who were some of the ones that you were drawn to back then? Uh... Probably in the CCM industry, mm-hmm. I probably wasn't drawn to very many, but <laughs> I, that's just what my parents listened to and what was kind of my background. But then in high school, as far as in the Christian industry itself, I started listening to more, I don't know, almost punk rock stuff. Okay. So we'll, we'll see if you know, um, oh man, I'm forgetting the names of these bands now. Sorry for the quiz. Hmm. I haven't thought about these it, in years. It's your life. I thought you'd know. <laughs> well, how about like Reliant K? Oh, yeah. I've got some of the records. Um, Most of them, actually. The Supertones. I don't remember them. <laughs> it's like a ska, a Christian ska band. I like ska music. Um, I just remember it's going to, back to you now. in Des Moines as high schoolers in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, there was a place called Frank's House of Rock, and it was a Christian, like punk rock <laughs> uh, venue. And Why I remember not? going there and. Uh, being in the mosh pit, and I even, I jumped, that was the first and last time I jumped off the stage into the crowd. Did they catch you? I can't remember. I just remember that I, yeah. Wow, I haven't thought about this in a while. Can we please do that again? Man, if I could have that opportunity, I would, I would do it again. I would crowd surf, and yeah. You heard it here, folks. All right, good. 
<laughs> bringing back some memories right now. Yeah. I love it. Most of the stuff I was uh, enjoying and still enjoy from time to time is like the crossover stuff, like Jars of Clay and Switchfoot. Uh-huh, sure, yeah. Bands that kind of had that, like, we also had a hit on alternative radio, but we're in this world, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Current favorite is Need to Breathe. I mean, you can't oh, deny oh, it. Oh, gosh. So good. What a great voice Man, there. that guy's voice. Yes. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure as, uh, when I worked in Ann Arbor Radio, Need to Breathe were doing a show at the Michigan Theater, and I asked the record label rep, could I have them in the studio? I'd love to have them back. It's been a while since we've had them in. He's like, hmm, how about something else? We've got this new project called Wilder Woods. Would you like to be the first person to interview Wilder Woods? I'm like, uh, I guess. Who's that? It's Bear. Okay. <laughs> it was so a sol- I got to do the first interview for Bear's solo project. So, okay, I'm glad you bring that up because I'd heard Wilder Woods on Spotify, yeah, it's and bare. I was like, this guy sounds just like Need to Breathe. <laughs> that makes sense. So it's the guy from Need to Breathe. Now I He's know. Got two records out, yeah. That makes sense. That, I think we heard that on the new playlist, and we said that. Oh, like, yeah, this guy. man. It's yeah, so good. Talk to the microphone. Mm. <laughs> so I can, good. I can hear you. Yeah. I'm not sure everybody else can hear you. Yeah, there's good stuff there. Um, did you ever find yourself wanting to live uh, the Gold Pine music in any other space other than, I mean, where do we put it, really? Is it alt country? Is it... I, I don't, you don't need to classify it, but some people want to know where to put it in their collections if they do by genre. So, well, Americana is Americana. the is the broad that's the easy genre one. for us. Uh, but other people have described us in some other interesting terms, like uh, aggressive Americana, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, someone else said voc- with vocals like a pipe organ, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Cassie's description. <laughs> yeah, oh, you think they were talking about me, not you? Probably can't. They were probably talking about Cassie. I guess because I didn't have the uh, records to look at credits and such. Are you the primary songwriter because you're the guitar player, or do you both write songs together? We write them together. Um, in fact, did you write a state sale on your own? Pretty much. Yeah, so Cassie has a full, pretty much a full song on that album that she wrote on her own. Huh? I have maybe one or two that I wrote on my own on there, but the other ones were collaborative. Yeah, and but, you but nowadays he mostly he now recently he's been writing more of them. I don't want to just you know I want people to know that. Yeah, the well, stuff you, that ha- nobody's heard yet. Yeah, gotcha. he's he's. So right. we'll see if we fall off the map after this or not. <laughs> I doubt it. But I was just noticing your background didn't really include like playing guitar. You didn't talk about like yeah. you took guitar. I mean, I didn't ask. Better. I don't play guitar. I am just a lyricist. So and I've I've written since. I mean, I moved to Nashville, and I I just come up with ideas and, you know, lyrics, and I can honestly sometimes just hear melodies in my head, Hmm. and so then I just will sing them into a voice memo, and Ben brings them to life, but yeah. That works. I'm, I'm hearing good stuff from the collaboration. How long have you been playing guitar, Ben? I've been playing since I was probably 13, and what am I now, 40? Just a couple of years. So do the math on that one, yeah. Okay, 27. Yeah. That Quite was a so few quick. Years. You're welcome. I'm good at math. I'm not. <laughs> at least I'm good at math and not good at math. I mean, that's, yeah. if I was going to pick one or the Much other. Much better idea, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sometimes my head goes in funny places. Mm-hmm. Um, the sound of Gold Pine, we kind of talked about the fact that you've got this, you know, Americana tag works, but I also kind of, that, Ameri- that old country thing I hear from looking at your background of music, there's a little, maybe there's a little Uncle Tupelo, Wilco, Lucinda Williams, Jayhawks in there. Was that stuff you were listening to too at yeah, that, yeah. that formative all, time? All of that. Well, mm-hmm. minus the Jayhawks, even though I love them now, I was listening to the rest of them gotcha. Yeah, for a while. 
Yeah, it's love it. Lucinda Williams, I love her songwriting. I always love the way Lucinda Williams would repeat a song line, a, a, a lyric line, and just to emphasize it. Sometimes she just says l- the same line four times. And you it's stole like, my that totally joy, makes sense. I want it back. You love stole it. my yeah, joy. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Wilco, yeah. Who's the other one you mentioned? Uh, Jayhawks. Uncle Tupelo. Uncle Uncle Tupelo, Tupelo, yeah, yeah. So. Roots. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're also wearing your heart in your shirt. Oh, John (laughs) As opposed to your sleeve, because I know he's got to be an influence on what you're doing, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I wasn't introduced to John Prine, (laughs) or I was introduced to a lot of stuff when I moved to Nashville, I'll say that. Yeah. Because, you know, I was in a very narrow (laughs) musical place when I was in Iowa. Um, and so introduced to John Prine and country music in general when I moved to Nashville in 2006. And uh, John Prine is one of my favorite songwriters. Oh, I hear man. that a lot. Just <laughs> whenever I hear a John Prine song, it's just like, it just lifts my, my spirits. I don't care what song it is. It's just like, man, it's so good. If we could take some of the commonly used My Influence Is, if you could take John Prine... Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, and put them in a room together and make a record. I mean, what would that be? That would be crazy. Yeah, super songwriters right there. Right. Super songwriter group. Well, you guys aren't so bad yourself. New record is called Two, to follow the album called One. Yes. Predictably, the next album could be called maybe Three. Third. Third. Three, yeah. (laughs) Yes. What song would you like to do from which record next? Let's do... uh, Let's do a, yeah, yeah. What's this one called? Thinking About Thinking About Love. It has a shaker. Yeah, Cassie's going to play shaker. She just started playing shaker. (laughs) Shaker. I did. Take lessons for that? (coughs) Kind of. She just just got right into it. Yeah, I think I was a natural. I was like, these, yeah. Although they hardly fit in my hand. (laughs) Well, uh, this song on the record is the most country-sounding song. It's got steel guitar and I love the way that it turned out on the record. Me too. Um, it's quite a simple song, you know, just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then it's done. Um, but the the intent of this song is really the big deal for me. You know, we've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about the way that we use the word love in our culture uh, in the last several years. And there's just so many instances that we use the word love, but we mean it in so many different ways. Um, and, and I've done self-inventory on myself and thought about the ways in which I use that word, and it usually always comes back to, <laughs> of course, the way it makes me feel, right? <laughs> we love something because it makes me feel good, or I enjoy doing this, I, I, I. And... Um, you know, I just wonder what would happen if we kind of got out of that rut of selfishness in this culture. It's always about me, 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 and uh, it's kind of discouraging. So this this song explores the redefinition of the word love into what if it was about the benefit of the other person. So this is called Thinking About Love. <coughs> I miss you I miss you I wanted to say that I really care But instead I just meant I'd be sad with no one 
Sitting across from that, sitting across from you guys doing that music that you do, it's just, it's getting me right there. Thank you. Thank you for being here. My guests are Ben and Cassie Wilson of the band Gold Pine on Acoustic Alternatives. We're in Grove Studios, a studio that has been the home to the podcast since the beginning. Every now and then I'll take it on the road, do it in somebody's house. Actually, my next one, which I can't tell you who it is yet is presumably going to be in the home studio of somebody you've heard of. Um, that's pretty cool. But every now and then, like somebody plays a piano, i got to go to their house. But most of the time, this is a perfect spot for me to do the podcast. It's comfortable. 
They're really kind. Grove Studios has a motto that says, uh, get out of the garage and get into the studio. And it's really affordable, 24-7 operation here. Uh, look them up. It's Grove Studios Ypsilanti. Cool place to, to do your band practice, do your mix, do your podcast, whatever it is you, you like to do. And it's a good place for me to uh, make new friends as well. Yeah. Cold Piner here. Uh, Iowa is not, I'm not dissing the state that you come from. It's merely That's an observation. Great, great way to start a conversation. I, right I, I know, but it's it's an observation that like I, music is the thing that I, I identify with the most, and I know a lot of songs. And there's not a lot of songs that remind me of Iowa or even go there, other than Dar Williams' song called Iowa. So since you're actually from there, do you know that song? I don't. Dar Williams has a song called Iowa. You okay. need to look that up. And it's a great song. And I would love to hear Cassie sing it, but she doesn't know it, so she can't sing it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know of songs that remind me of Iowa either. The closest I can get is Omaha. Yeah. That's kind of uh, you know, yeah. gross. Yeah. yeah. Right. But oh, Iowa, you know. But we had some, uh, wasn't there some musicians? Oh, I'm thinking of. Uh, John Wayne. I'm thinking of the actor John Wayne. John Wayne's <laughs> yeah, from Iowa. Right. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he doesn't write songs. So, Field of uh, Dreams. Field of Dreams, yeah, yeah. Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> Are there any other notable musicians from the state that we're not even thinking of? Oh, you know, I are you the only one? No, are you representing yeah, the state? It's just me. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> That's why I had to get out of there. <laughs> we lose. I mean, the mitten has the Michigan. Sorry, has a lot of musicians that have left us and gone to other places to become a little bit more well known. But we've produced a lot of music. So, I'm, oh, I'm, for sure. Yeah. I'm glad to work in this hotbed of uh, actually the kind of music you guys do. There's a great scene. So, yeah, you know, we've been to Michigan s- several times, but just in the last couple times that we've been here we realized how uh, knit the the music community is. the music community is. We played the Nor'easter Fest, we yeah. know. <laughs> played the Nor'easter Fest and um, we uh, just played at yeah. Mike's the Kirby Street House concert in Detroit with Kirby Mike Street Ward. House concerts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. super cool. Lake Orion tonight, 20 Front Street and then Grand Rapids for the first time last With year. Travis, mm-hmm. I think Travis you know Travis. Atkinson. I don't. Okay. Um, You'd love him. Okay, something I need He's to He's another local. Into. Yeah, played at Midtown over there. Mm-hmm. And so and it seems like just everybody knows each other throughout the state in mm-hmm. this songwriting community. And you've got, got a lot of festivals going on. We and, do. And it's cool. It's a cool place. So we'll be coming back. You should move here. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we kind of just, we hardly live in Nashville. I now, know. You, know? You, you could just park your car anywhere you want. <laughs> you leave it here if you want. Home yeah, is where you park it. it. <laughs> uh, the online presence. I mean, working out of your your home and your vehicle, you're doing such a great job. Your, your photos, your videos, everything is like super professional. And it's, I would imagine with that kind of professional level that I'm seeing that you'd have a label backing you or somebody like funding you. And I I know it's hard to make a living doing what you're doing because it's not, you're not going to play to 800 to a thousand people every night. You get those nights, you get those opening slots, but like you're doing a great job with the resources you have. The point of that. Thank, Thank you. you. I don't. I don't know where you're getting the resources, but you're looking at it. <laughs> Here it is. We do it. You reinvest yourself. We I do just, it. I, I, the commitment that you've made to to making it look like. Well, thanks. Serious. You know, we do a lot of <laughs> work. Yeah. Uh, people who there's a lot of people who aren't in the music industry who don't really understand what musicians do, and maybe I don't understand what other musicians do exactly. But I tell you what, like, we usually do four shows a week mm-hmm. when we're on the road. Uh, but in between those shows, we are, you know, if we're not driving, if Cassie's not driving, 
We're always marketing, emailing, we're in the van booking, we're uh, responding to people, we're doing social media stuff, we're making videos, we're songwriting, and it just feels like it's a lot of work. If I was a solo artist or if Cassie was, I don't know how anybody would do this. Like, to have one person doing all this, it's just not possible. Were you ever a solo artist, either of you? Kind of. Yeah, we both were, although we didn't tour yeah. As a solo artist, but we're so much stronger as a team, you know, and we a lot time daily. Like we tr- like if we're not playing a show, we literally work eight hours and act as if though it's a job. You should. And we you know, it, it just it's so consuming and like I'm, it's I thank you. I'm so glad that you see the work we're putting in. I do. But of course, I'm ready for the day when we can have a load taken off and somebody else do it, and then we can just focus on our art because yeah. it's so. It's just a lot it's life sucking. It's yeah. not good enough just to be a musician and a good singer anymore. You have to have it's all not, the other skills. Yeah. The other in fact, skills. you don't even have to be that good of a musician if you work hard. <laughs> it makes up for it sometimes. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. If you know how to get the attention on. Uh, and TikTok. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how much music was released under the moniker My One and Only? How much did you put out before you switched names? Two full-length albums and several singles. And then also we had my... I had two solo albums and Ben had two solo albums. So there's tons of music out (laughs) there. A lot of history, yeah. Do you ever delve into those back catalog songs as Goldpine? No. None of them? Not even even My One and Only? Yes. Uh, we have re-recorded a My One and Only song okay. on Gold Pine's first album. Which is, yeah. Oops, uh, and then at, so, at the Fair live enough. shows, we do play a couple My One and Only songs, yeah. Because you've been around for that. Not a, How long did you have that moniker? Like five Maybe years? Maybe like seven years. Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the name change came. I, I'm going to say one reason might have been for the name change. When you Google My One and Only, you're more likely to get the song... <laughs> You're my one yeah. and only. And it's, or the it's, play. And a play. Yeah, or it, it's not as good of a Google search as Gold Pine is. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the reason you changed it, but it's, what, a, it's what, a good reason. What's the reason that we changed it, Ben? Uh, so, you know, it's hard to pick a band name. Yeah. I mean, it's just really hard. And so when we picked my one and only, it was a long process of going through names and scratching some. And so we picked my one and only because of several reasons uh two artists becoming one you know we were solo artists being married uh two becoming one and then our one faith in god and so but the only thing that women would hear when the person who was introducing us on stage now introducing my one and only the women would just Oh, oh my gosh, so that's so sweet. sweet. Oh, you guys are so cute. Oh. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't... You weren't going for cute. It wasn't... Yeah, cute was not I was, what I was going for. It didn't bother me. Sure. It didn't bother me. So that was a big part of it. Yeah, and Gold a, Pine... If it was a mouthful. Yeah, four syllables in yeah. a band name is a lot. So Gold Pine uh, is a little more edgy. I think it's easier branding. Yeah. It looks cool on... A t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was very resistant. I was very resistant. I'm like, this is gonna be us starting over. We're gonna have to rebrand. This is I don't want to do this. And I'm so glad that we did. And it it wasn't as hard of as a transition as I thought it would be. I mean, there's still some people out there. They're like, I don't know, you changed your brand name, and I'm like, yeah. But it's 
I, I'm I really do like it now, and I do feel like it fits our music better. And I'm glad that we did it. But man, I was really resistant because literally, it was starting over. Did you lose momentum then? Is that what you're saying? You lost momentum of what you'd built up over the seven years? Or is it just... I think that's natural when you rebrand is you lose a little bit of momentum. But I think that we have gained more momentum now as Gold Pine than we would have if we had stayed my one and only. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which band did the name change and then it actually didn't work out. So they went back to the other name. Oh, really? Enter the Haggis, maybe? I forgot. Somebody did that. I'm like, well... That didn't work. That's funny. Because no one could remember your new name, and so you just went back to the old name. I do like it a lot, though. I think it's a great name. And it has such meaning, too, Mm -hmm. also. Well, I'm I'm still admiring how relentless you guys are for pursuing what you're doing. Because it's it's worth doing. I mean, you're you're making great music, and it isn't isn't what's being heard on the radio every day, but it isn't necessarily what's important to you. What's important to you, I imagine, is just making great music that connects with people. Yes, that's what's important. How did how did you get the ball rolling uh, and get touring? So, like, I think of my local scene friends. Some of them are really good and deserve to be doing what you're doing, but maybe they're tied to their families or you know they're just afraid to kind of take it on the road. What was your like? Okay, we've had enough success here. Let's try playing in Grand Rapids, whatever, in any city you want to want to name. Like that seems like it's a big step to just go out there and hope people show up. Because you don't know who's going to show up. Yeah, yeah. Was there? So we really, this is a new season and for us. So we've been doing music full time for 10 years in some way. And we were going out and touring and we were staying out uh, maybe one month at a time. That was pretty much like the longest, maybe one, one and a half months. But my mom was sick for about three years and um, she lived in Nashville, you know, 15 minutes from us. She was my world. She was, sorry, it's, it's fine. Ben, um, ben step in. It's weird. Cause sometimes I can, I'm totally okay. But anyways, just being transparent, like it was, I never would stay away from her and I didn't want to, we were so close. And um, she was amazing. But we ended up um, losing her two years ago. And, you know, I I never would stay away from her, and I didn't want to because everything we did, I would be like, this could be the last birthday. This could be the last Mother's Day. This could be the last Christmas. And I can full-heartedly say I have no regrets. Like, I was there with my mama every step of the way. Um and I wouldn't have did anything differently. And, you know, we had to turn things down or not be able to do things because of it. And it's okay. But when she was in the hospital the last time, I told her, I said, I'm going to go all in now. You know, when we knew she was going to leave us. And I said, I just want you to know that. And so um, this past year, because people are like, oh my gosh, you guys, this year we're going to be playing over 200 shows this year. And people are like, that's so crazy. And I, I always can't go into the lengthy explanation like I can now. So I'm I'm grateful to be able to share this to, for people to hear it. But, you know, we're able to tour in this new season. And this is a new time for us because, um, because we can now. And I also don't want to, like, take away from 
Ben is the hardest working guy I've ever met. And he has done so much work. He does everything for us. Like he does our booking. We did sign with a booking agent last year, but they only do big shows, festivals and opening acts and stuff like that. And they're amazing. And it's, it was such an answered prayer. It was honestly exactly specifically to the T what we prayed for Mm -hmm. and we got from them. And they allow Ben to do all the booking that he wants and they take nothing from him. And it's a very rare. That is rare. It's very, like, I'm telling you, it was straight from the man. And um, so Ben spends countless hours and he does so much research and he is so knowledgeable in this. But what's so amazing about Ben is he's so giving. And any musician that talks to us or asks, he helps them and wants other people to be able to play and do shows like us and gives and and it doesn't just hold on to the information you know we put a lot of years and he's put a lot of time into it and it has was very very stressful because he used to do my booking as a solo artist and then did himself and now does us but it's in just a new season you know and so we're able to be out there 200 shows a year because ben thanks ben gee i'm right here i know you're talking about him like he's dead no <laughs> <laughs> booking used to be the worst thing for me when I was booking for Cassie for solo I mean it was just the worst way I could spend my time I hated it for years um, but it eventually got easier with the years when you would build a uh, an excel sheet and a and a connection with these venues throughout the country and um, so it's gotten a lot easier throughout the years <laughs> I'm thankful for that yeah. that's, good. that's good you're really he's really good at it well, I might need to take some tips from you. I have a friend I'm trying to help, so we'll mm-hmm. talk. We'll talk. All right, before we continue, were we doing three or four songs? Because that changes how I proceed. Do you want to do three or four songs? Whatever um, you want. We can do, do three. Do another song. Oh, yeah. if we're doing three, then we're going to save it. Okay, we can save it. All right. If, you do four, if, we're, do, if we're doing four, we'll do... We'll do I, I like the talking. Yeah. Me too. All right, fair enough. Um, so the new album is called Two. Tell me a little bit about putting this one together. Where did you record it? We recorded... Our album two at mostly at our studio, our house. Oh, okay. Um, I moved to Nashville to go to audio production school. Went to SAE back in 2006 in Nashville, and so now we've got the studio in the house. And I've done several uh, projects for independent artists out of that studio, as well as most of our records. Um, I did not mix it, I did not master it, and I did not engineer the vocals. That was all third-party stuff. But, uh, yeah, a lot of our blood, sweat, and tears right upstairs in our third floor of our house. There you go. Hard-earned money. I didn't get to spend a ton of time with both records this week. I tried to the best I could. Um, But I don't remember you singing much on the first album. Did you, like, as lead vocalist? And this one, you're much more noticeable as a lead vocalist. Is that... Is that a change I'm noticing, or is that... More than one person uh, has said that to you. Really? Yeah, I, I yeah. never really thought about that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I do sing more lead stuff on the second album. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Just hmm. an observation. Yeah. That, that wasn't conscious, apparently, because you're <laughs> acting like, no. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't yeah, really even think about not it. Not at all. It just th- those are the songs that made the album. Okay. You know, and so... You wrote X number of songs, and then you went, these are the best ones. Yep. Yeah. Huh. At school, good observation. Thank you. I, I try to be observant. I I noticed that. So you really did listen to them. Awesome. Of yeah. course I did. 
That's how you prepare for an interview. You right? listen to the music. No, this I, is rare. Well, no. I like I like immerse myself in the music the best I can, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, the the YouTube channel has, I think, two. This is an unusual thing as well. Two instances of the national anthem, which is kind <laughs> of cool, actually, because. I have on more than one occasion, I think twice, discovered an artist that I followed because I saw them sing the national anthem and said, who is that? And got yeah. their name off, off the scoreboard so I could look into them later. One of them, mm. I, I just, that. her Facebook post yesterday was like, big news, I'm going to be on The Voice. I'm like, I remember when you sang the national anthem at the Tiger game and I nice. played you on the radio for the first time and you recorded yourself reacting to hearing yourself on the radio for the first Same. time. And now so you're going to be cool. on The Voice. That's so awesome. Like that reaction, chain yep. reaction right there. Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 the point of the story wasn't that. It was It was more that I hope that people are doing the same when you guys are out there singing it. Like, wow, they were really good. I wonder if they have any records because... I mean, not, not why else would you sing the national anthem? That's not so. why else. But it's also a good way for people to just stumble into you. They didn't yeah. come to see you. Yeah. They came to see whatever team you're, you're singing sure. for. That was but our first time singing it at a at a game. That was at the Nashville Sounds baseball game. Yeah. I yep. think there's two different videos with the national anthem, though. So Yeah. there One of them is probably like us singing it at, in it, the van. In or our van. Like that. Yeah. that was our audition. Yep. Probably. We've used that for yeah, a submission yeah. video. Yeah, I think the Detroit Tigers require that. Now, they weren't before. They had just had some other system, but now you have to send them a video like that in order yep. to be considered for the national anthem. Like, well, mm-hmm. all right, fine. Do you, yeah. Why can't you just trust me? But anyway. Yeah, just, I am, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I Seriously. Promise. You don't I do want agree. me. <laughs> uh, I also discovered that along the way there has been some missionary work, and um, I admire that. I, I don't, because I've never done it, don't know how costly that is to an individual who is doing it, like, to, to just put themselves out there to do that, like, Instead of making your living for two months or however long you're on your mission trip, yeah. like you have to give up everything to do that. So tell me a little bit about that. If and Ben almost dying, we can include that in there if you'd like. I don't. I don't <laughs> do like you know that because I, I read. <laughs> uh, yeah, we first we've been to Rwanda, Africa seven times, and we first started going on mission trips. Um, and those trips were through an organization that would focus on visiting particular orphanages. And we would go every each time that we would go, we would visit the same orphanages and see a lot of the, almost all the same kids. And so, so throughout those seven years, we've been able to kind of build a relationship with a lot of kids in Rwanda, which is super cool. Rather than just going like one place one year and a total another place mm-hmm. another year, um, we're still in contact with a lot of these kids. In fact, we started sponsoring one of the kids in the orphanage. Um, starting the second year that we went back, and we've sponsored her for 10 years. Her name is Kivine. She's about 16 years old now. And um, I would say our trips to Rwanda is a marker in our lives, like a life-changing marker in our lives, because I had never experienced another culture like that. And it really just shifted things. It, it shook my life, I think. And like thinking about priorities and thinking about the way that other people around the world think about careers and jobs and money and community in a way that maybe I hadn't experienced it before. It just shook everything about me, honestly. And um, I don't know. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, I mean, it, it shifted our mindset. And, I mean, clearly it was impactful. We went back six more times. And each time we would go, we spend a month 
over there. And then we ended up also going to Uganda and we sponsor, we have a sponsor son there too. And we work with a couple of different organizations and ministries there. And we've been able to do like youth conferences and in Uganda, free youth conferences and giving them music and touring with other musicians, local musicians, <coughs> teaching on sex ed, teaching on hygiene, all these things. And, um, Working with the Benjamin House, which is the sponsorship re, re it's so hard for me. Why is that hard, word so hard? Reunification, family re, reunification, and uh, words are hard. Just sing, but yeah, it's it's impacted us huge. And you know, we don't have children of our own. I can't have kids either, because of some stuff. But it's cool to have kids that are your kids in other countries. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's been a pushback on short-term missions just because it's a short-term thing. You're there for a little while, and then you're gone. Um, it's cool that we've been able to go back seven times and uh, at least be that much a part of these kids' lives and yeah. our sponsor kids' life, yeah. you know, seven times going over there and spending a couple of days with her. How so, long are your tips typically when you, when you go? We would generally stay over there for weeks or so. Yeah. Well, I think you've earned a lot of karma points, if nothing else, and I know you don't do it for that, but you, des- I, you deserve to be having success. If, if you're good to people, people should be good to you, and that's that should work. Well, In my you. world, that should work. Because <laughs> maybe I'm a little idealistic in that way. Mm-hmm. But you almost died, so... Hmm. I did, yeah, yep. so... One day, while we were in Rwanda, we were visiting a ministry with a kid's, a, a kid's ministry over there, if you will. And uh, in the middle of the day, I started feeling like my body, like I had been drugged or something. Like my body was all of a sudden getting very weak and like, what's going on? It's like really fast. And so we finish up what we're doing at the ministry and we get to the hotel and you know, I, I have a high temperature and low b- blood pr- pressure, although we didn't know the low blood, blood pressure until later, time. but that's what was happening. And uh, so I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a very healthy guy. I hardly ever get sick, and I'm, I bounce back really fast. And so I probably just sleep this off. <laughs> that's probably what I would have done. Probably the good idea. You're right. So, um, you know, I take a Tylenol and hope for the fever to go down and lay in bed for a while. And then I wake up a little bit later and the fever is uh, higher than it was before. And now we're trying to call our translator because they're the one that uh, transports us around Rwanda. We don't have any transportation. But it's late at night now and the translator's not answering. Turns out her phone, she was in bed, her phone was like in another room, right? And so... They don't have voicemail in Rwanda. And so we're just trying to call and call. And, uh, you know, I th- I, and I'm in my mind thinking, well, I can probably just, I can just sleep this off, you know. It's pretty normal um, for me to get better quickly. And so by the grace of God, definitely by the grace of God, maybe 45 minutes later, our, our uh, translator I don't know if she just woke up and walked into another room, looked at her phone, saw that we had called, called us back. And it's a amazing thing that she did because when she heard what was going on, she right away drove to us, brought us to a clinic, a clinic that was open at that time that she had worked with. 
And I was going in and out of consciousness at that time in the van. And I remember Cassie and the translator's husband. Uh, I'm there's one on each side and they're dragging me up the steps to the clinic because it's on the second level. And I'm in and out of, out of consciousness. I remember seeing my feet like drag up the steps and into the clinic, put me down on these rainbow bright <laughs> sheets on this uh, clinic's bed, dirty bed, looking up, <laughs> seeing um, electrical wires just running everywhere with like a light bulb hanging from a wire, like that type of thing. And, uh, it sounds like a movie. It was yeah, like it a was movie. pretty nuts. <laughs> Cassie's pretty much going nuts uh, because no she doesn't know what's English. happening. And yeah. uh, it turns out that I had acquired typhoid. Oh, goody. And yeah. high temperature, low blood pressure, throwing up things. The clinic's trying to um, give me things, that, but I'm not keeping them down because I'm throwing and them up. And another thing, too, is... Um, they could only, because it was a clinic, not a hospital, they couldn't give you anything through injections. injections. Yeah. So that was the problem. Yeah. So they, wow. so just trying to do oral stuff. Yeah. The eerie, one eerie part about it is that, um, when I was laying there in the, on the rainbow bright sheets and our <laughs> translator, her husband and Cassie was in the room, tiny room, little tiny room. Yeah. Um, Sounds there was an eerie quietness about the translator and uh, her husband and the doctors and then just eerie quietness. And when I pulled through after that night, uh, the quietness had happened because the doctors thought that um, they wanted to, they wanted to transfer me to the hospital, the actual hospital, but they thought that I would uh, die on the transportation to the hospital and so the quietness was about people probably thought I was about to die. But they wouldn't, they thought they I wouldn't was gonna translate die and tell me anything. In that room. And the doctor also said that if I hadn't have come into the clinic that night that, and I tried to sleep it off, that I probably would have died in my sleep. And so uh, <laughs> I just thank God that the translator called us back at that yeah, time, you yeah. know. I mean, Wow. <laughs> A funny okay. thing about what happened was the <laughs> clinic was on a second floor. It was like a weekend night, a Friday night or something like that, late at night. And on the first floor was a dance club. <laughs> this is Rwanda. This is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so all I can hear when I'm possibly about to die is people just having the time of their life downstairs. And it was like... Just EDM music. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's about to go. Ben's about to go. It really is how it was. Oh that's all you could that's hear. That's crazy. But so he's here. I pulled yes, yes. through on that night and made it back. That's, so. I'm glad, because now I get to meet you and yeah. get to know you. And I'm sorry I made you cry twice now. That's a first. I mean, I'm making I'm, my guest cry. It's probably because I'm in menopause. Uh, maybe. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> sorry, wasn't my intention. Just no, seemed like a story worth telling. And it's, I, it is, it is. He's still here. It was good. Nuts. Let's flip the subject to something more <laughs> positive. I was watching another interview uh, of yours that you did with somebody or another, and caught off guard completely by one of your answers. And I shared it, and they were like, "Oh my god, we had no idea." You're gonna find out tonight. But I shared Twenty Front Street that you picked them as a venue that, when you think of venues, you really mm -hmm. like playing. That you yeah, yeah. like 
this is a place that you love going to. Like, mm-hmm. what is it about that place that you love? Because I, I love it there too. It's just you mm-hmm. know, it's an hour for me to get there, but I don't care. I'll go there if it's yeah. somebody I want to see. You want to answer that one? No, you can't. I mean, you can. We've only played there once. We played there one and time. And it was that impactful. Yep. And tonight and is the, sec- the second time the second we'll be time. there. I love, we love venues that are like 100 to 150 people size. And that particular one is just set up so well with the stadium style, you know. Pews. Pews. Uh totally ornate wood around so everything just feels natural warm purposeful i mean it's like a mini ryman auditorium over there and the owners were the kindest owners ever and the people that worked there were the best of most venues that we ever go to i know coming in the (laughs) back being so considerate uh, not being in a hurry for things, not being businessy. I mean, it was just so present. Yeah, and for the love of music too. Yeah. So wow, it's just yeah. all and around. And to be greeted by both of the owners to oh, come cool. and to hang out with us and have, um, I, <laughs> for me, I love, I I love hospitality. I I love doing hosp- hospitable things. And so it means so much to me. Like they had like this amazing hummus and stuff and wine in the gr- they it was above and beyond in every way possible. And then the as if you couldn't love it anymore. Before we walk out, both of the owners said, "I, I, I don't know if you mind, but it, it, would it be okay if we pray with you before you go on stage?" And we were like. This is the greatest venue ever. We were like, um, yes, you can pray for us. <laughs> it nice. just, it was perfect. And we've been wanting to come back. And it's been so hard because our dates haven't worked out. And so we're so happy that the dates worked out and we get to come back. And they always have such a great lineup of music. They've had mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. prestigious acts go through there. And yeah. I think any night you go there, you're probably going to have a great experience. It's a good place. And you can tell everybody there, if they're a volunteer, if they're working, everybody there wants to be there. Yeah. It's special. That is true. Uh, Your home on wheels, I'm just curious for some reason, does it have a turntable? I don't know why I have that in my questions anymore, (laughs) but it must have been something that came up like, they're fans of vinyl. How do they play their vinyl when they're on the road? I do not have a turntable in the van. But one at home. At home, got one. Yep. And you guys are still, for me, pressing on CD. Although I, I grew up with vinyl. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm of the age where vinyl was the only way you could get something. And I actually worked in a record store when CDs made their debut. So oh, I, was, yeah. you know, I was there at the beginning. But <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't really think we were going to go back. I didn't think it was going to make it like, wee, here it is again. Yeah, I know. And I just don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's a mm-hmm. warm sound, but it's also not convenient. I can play this on the way home. Not convenient, yeah. 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 But it, the interesting thing about it is that you have to... The, the fact that it's not convenient is an interesting thing about it because you have to listen to it in a certain circumstance. Yeah. You can't just be it's in a car experience. talking to your friend while you're while it's in the background. You know, you put it purposely put it on the record player. You have to turn it af- halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's active listening as well. Active listening, yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah, cool. That's true. And I think uh, ca- cassettes are coming back too. Have you heard? Of, yeah, have you seen I anybody selling cassettes yet? Yes, don't believe it. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that they're they're not going to. Be. I don't. I don't want to do a cassette. Oh, no, yeah, I no, bet we will don't, eventually. Don't, no, <laughs> gosh, no. We do vinyl. 
Besides not having your turn table with you, what's the toughest thing about being on the road? I'll, I'll speak. Okay. <laughs> 100% I miss my jacuzzi bathtub oh, that yeah. Ben oh. installed in my bathroom. Ben yeah. can build and fix and do anything. Wow. And for one of my gifts one year, he redid my bathroom and put a like, six-jetted tub. I love taking baths. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. And it just, there's no room in the van. <laughs> Maybe the next one will have a bathtub. Sorry, I had to jump in on that. What do you miss? Oh, um, wow. Uh, what do I miss? Your back porch. I miss laying on my hammock in, oh. on the back deck at our house in Nashville. Kind of hard to bring a hammock. Well, you could bring a portable hammock, I suppose. Could, by yeah. Trees. Some I've people do it on the outside of the van, but I don't have it. Well, when do you get to go home again? We'll be home in late oh, Sunday night. Sunday night we'll be in Nashville yeah. for Americana yeah. Fest. Maybe by the time this is audio is ready by then, maybe not the video, but we'll get it up soon. Yeah. I yeah. might be laying in the hammock listening to this. We podcast. ain't going to have no time. No time. Yeah. It's a crazy, Americana crazy, crazy Fest week. Is, it's a crazy week, yeah. Well, what song will you be playing for them? Anyone you haven't done for me already? For Americana Fest? Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing those two that we did. And, because I'm leading you to the next song. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm serving a softball. Or I don't think that volleyball. we're going to, the song that we're about to do is not one that we're going to do okay. at our showcase. Well, I tried. Yeah, I know. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell me about the song you're You do. threw a ball and I, I missed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we um, are really excited about this song. So you want to tell them about this? Uh, sing me a Yeah, me a we should okay. talk Well, there's an organization out there called Sing Me a Story. And they work with kids in hospitals throughout the country. And what they do is they have these kids write down a story on a sheet of paper, any story that's on their brain. And they post these stories on the Sing Me a Story website, and they enlist songwriters to sift through the stories, pick one, and write a song using the language of that story, the ideas of that story. The organization brings a songwriter into a studio, records a song, does some video promo for it, and they use that song as a fundraiser for the organization, as well as it brings a little bit of light into a kid's life who's going through a tough time. And so I sifted through the stories, and I landed on 11-year-old Liam's story. He was in a hospital in Florida, and he had a story about aliens. And so uh, we wrote this song. It's called The Human Invasion, and it is the... <laughs> <laughs> is the language and ideas from 11-year-old Liam. Yep. And this uh, one's not on either It's record. not on. It, this might, probably won't be on a record, but it's on the Sing Me a Story website. Yeah, it's yeah. recorded. So so Liam has it, which is so, what's most important. This is uh, unlike anything else we've ever <laughs> done. This is about a faraway alien planet where humans... One time invaded. This is called the human invasion. On a planet far, far away, there lived four extraterrestrials. Their names were Bob, Tom, Lucky, and the fourth was Mr. Al. But the rest like to call him Mr. Boss. And one day long, long ago, a rocket ship 
landed on their soil and behold inside were the humankind so Bob, Tom, Lucky and Mr. Boss went away to hide but Mr. Boss stepped out from behind his rock when he heard the humans begin to talk they said we are looking for aliens out here and mr boss trembled with fear and the humans rolled their eyes and they said get in this ship come on let's take a ride <laughs> then bob tom and lucky stepped out from their hiding place and all the aliens started singing in this way we are the aliens and we want you to go we are the aliens and we want you to go If there's any question whether they had a sense of humur, you've just found out. Gold Pine are my guests today on Acoustic Alternatives. Oh, Good way to combat the story about your death. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the balance in life, yeah, right? And right. if you want to see more humorous things from this band, by the way, you go to your YouTube page and look at the oh. bottom where they have their... their <laughs> let's just take, for example, the Carpool Karaoke, where you made no yeah. effort to look like James Corden, but you at least that's tried true. to look like Dolly Parton. Yeah. Appreciate that. Oh, my. Um, you can also find the <laughs> music videos they put together, their albums, and their albums are available physically. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they probably make more money if you buy them physically than digitally, but uh, you know, find a way to support this band. They're doing great things out there. Thank you. Uh, one more question. But I've only been to Nashville once. I know that's weird because I'm such a big music guy, but I, just, I don't do a lot of traveling. Next time I come, can I stay in your Airbnb? I guess it depends <laughs> if you're on the road. Or do you, do, do you still have it? Yep. We do still have it. Yeah. Yep. That's I'm, another thing about on, the hospitality I like. I'm gonna we come would by. love it. I, I would I would be nice to stay in somebody's home that I, I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's real cute, too. You'd like it. It's we did. filled with stuff from Africa oh, that we brought. Yeah. Maybe I already rented it, because the one time I went, I felt like it was decorated like that. I don't remember where I was, <laughs> That would though. be awesome. That you should look back. I have to look. <laughs> Sometimes that does happen, though. Like, some musicians have rented it and then didn't know it was us. And we've and yeah, we yeah. and we've played fest and I'm like that's so funny I'm like it's blah blah blah, uh, so I can't remember where it was right now. But that's anyway, funny. thank you so much for sharing your talents and your gifts thank and your you stories. Oh, Thanks my for having us. It's went along. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the timer going. Wow, we talked for a long time. <laughs> that's not really what I thought was going to happen. We said we're only going to do three songs. Oh, this will be about forty five minutes. Nope. 
love it. <laughs> I love good it. conversation. It's we a, love I enjoyed the thank conversation. You thank for you for having us. Thank you to both of you. Thank you to Grove Studios for being excellent hosts for me. And uh, look them up online again if you're looking for a place to practice your your band or do a podcast or you know get your DJ skills up to, to snuff your beat mixing that I can't do. I've been a mobile disc jockey for. How many years now? Almost 40? Uh, I've never beat next. That's just not what I do. <laughs> I program your wedding in a way that makes sense. That's what I do. Uh, support me on Patreon if you think that uh, you find value in what I'm doing here. And maybe encourage this couple to, to look into that too because it's, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's a little extra money to help pay for those missionary trips. You know, whatever, whatever it is to help you guys do what you do. And I hope that you have continued success on the road and look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Thank you. More podcasts coming. Again, the next one, if it's if it materializes, you're going to go, wow, how'd you get that? Thanks for being here.